A look at Manchester voter rolls in Ward 3 shows Matt Mowers, then running Chris Christie's presidential campaign, voted in the first in the nation primary in February 2016. The next month, documents obtained by News 9 show he registered to vote in his home state of New Jersey and in June cast a ballot in that state's presidential and state primary. Welcome to this edition of the New Hampshire Journal podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham, managing editor for NHJournal.com. I know you're all here because you want to hear our conversation with Matt Mowers about the allegations about uh, potentially illegally voting twice in 2016, et cetera, et cetera. The price of admission, because everything at NH Journal is free, is letting me make this pitch asking you to do a couple things. One is please share the NH Journal newsletter with your friends, with your fellow political junkies. We do... Politics as sport. We're on the sidelines watching the game and uh, having a great time. And uh, the more you spread it around, the better for us. We also want you to follow us on Facebook. If you haven't done that yet, just go to NH Journal. Uh, we're on Twitter, New Hamp Journal. You'll find us. Uh, and so please follow us on social media. That helps us to get the word out and, and, and make the whole thing work. And finally, we offer a fantastic deal. We are selling you something you can get absolutely free for $4.99 a month. That's right. In order for us to pay our writers and keep the lights on and editors and whatnot, uh, we need you know we need the revenue. And so even though your newsletter will arrive free in your in your email five days a week, no matter what you do, we have a way that you can click right in the newsletter and subscribe for $4.99 a month. And that $4.99 a month, not a big deal for you. It's a big deal for us. And thank you to the many, many people who have already done it. The rest of the cheap bastards, I don't know what to say. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, no, when I use profanity. So now I'm in trouble like Chris Sununu. Another fancy, uh, interesting story that we covered at nhjournal.com. If you haven't seen our coverage, just zip over there right now. But clearly, the number one story in New Hampshire of the moment involves first congressional district candidate Matt Mowers. We caught up with him moments ago. So you may not have heard, but there's been a little bit of news made uh, around the uh, New Hampshire first congressional district campaign of Matt Mowers. And Matt Mowers joins us here on the New Hampshire Journal podcast. Matt, welcome to the show. Michael, thanks for having me. So, wow. You know, it was so funny. I was just in D.C. the other day and people were like, man, that first congressional district sure boring up there. You'd think of be. <laughs> and now it picks up. The Associated Press has a story that uh, suggests that you uh, voted twice in the 2016 presidential primaries, once in New Hampshire, one in New Jersey, and that, according to one of their sources, you broke the law. Uh, one of your opponents says you've committed election fraud. Matt Maurer, what the heck were you doing in 2016? <laughs> I mean, look, you know, Michael, they, what this is clear is that Nancy Pelosi and Chris Pappas and the rest of them saw the exact same San Anselm poll last week that you and I saw, which is that like Pappas is done. This guy is toast. His record is not selling with the people of New Hampshire. He hasn't been representing them. And, and what it also showed is that I'm clearly going to win this race. And, uh, you know, what they have shown. And so, you know, for your friends in D.C. who are wondering, uh, anyone who gets in Nancy's Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's way, it is never boring, is what I would say to them. And, and this is what we saw happen. And, and how do you know that? Because you saw Hillary Clinton, of all people, come out today and pile on within hours of this, uh, you know, Hack job. Look, look, uh, OK, you're bragging. You're bragging. Period is over. Yes, you've been attacked by Hillary Clinton. Yes. You know, close this Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee sent out a bunch of press releases today about you. But I think the average Republican primary voter in sure. whatever the first district is going to look like wants to know, like what happened in 2016? Sure. 
Well, well, look, you know, we, of course, 100% complied with the law. But, you know, as everyone knows, I started as executive director of the Republican Party in 2013, uh, served through 2020. Here in New Hampshire. Here in New Hampshire. I'm sorry. Yeah, here in New Hampshire, living in downtown Manchester, working in Concord um, and uh, making the 20 some odd minute commute almost every day for it. And, uh, you know, what worked uh, in the presidential primary, you know, worked for uh, Governor Christie in the presidential primary. And, and look, after the presidential primary in 20, February 2016, you know, like a lot of out of work operatives, you start looking around. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, got a, an opportunity to go, uh, you know, support the Trump campaign and actually end up working full time uh, a couple months after that. So relocated to the, you know, New York City area, in this case, Hoboken, New Jersey. And, um, you know, live there, work there, uh, registered to vote there actually at uh, at the request of the Trump campaign. Because if you remember, this was the time. So this was, you know, what, April of end of March and April of 2016. You had Ted Cruz and everyone from the Republican establishment to the Democratic establishment trying to stop Donald Trump. And what one of the things they were trying to do was stop him on the convention floor. And so they said, hey, look, you're working with the campaign. You're living here. We need a delegate in your where you're living right now. Uh, you live here, you work here, you vote here. Can you be a delegate? Because we can't have this thing stolen by whether it's Cruz or anyone else in this election. And so signed up and actually was a Trump delegate to the Republican National Convention and uh, went off to Cleveland, not just as a staffer for the campaign, but actually as a voting delegate as well. So I want to roll back through this just so I'm clear. And then the New Hampshire journalist is clear, too. So you're in New Hampshire uh, you know, work for the party and you, you know, voted in the first in the nation primary in February 2016. And then your campaign and, and I've been there. It's so funny when you talk about the, <laughs> I've been there when you have to close the door and everyone else is going on in the next race. And you're like, uh. so you end up in Jersey and now you work on another campaign. You're in Jersey in June. The primary rolls around. You go down, register and vote in the New Jersey primary yeah it's not same day voter registration there right you know yeah. we we you know i checked with lawyers and everything at the time and you know you gotta be registered i think it's uh, i forget now but i think it's like 30, 30 or 45 days. days before and and registered to vote and went down and and you know as as the same record that the associate press you know did did not show actually voted in person uh you know down the precinct and you know cast my ballot for president trump so I um, I, I want to move on to the politics. So I just want to resolve the law here. You may know Jay Christian Adams, who worked in the Department of Justice. He was in their election you know, integrity division. He helped head up President Trump's election integrity project. Uh, he runs the uh, election center. It's in my the piece that I was writing when I got a hold of you here for this call. Uh, so that's what he does for a living. And I, and, and he also happens to be a, a friend of mine. He went to college in South Carolina and he said, absolutely not, not against the law. You know, look at the people who have been quoted, you know, it doesn't mean that what you did was politically smart or not, but just from a pure law standpoint, the it's straight up two different contests, even the, uh, Ryder university, a uh, Rebovich Institute for New Jersey politics which is a left-leaning think tank. McGreevy's spokes flack is now the head of it sent out a tweet saying this is silly. He did not break the law. But I think it's important to say that because I will tell you that in the reporting that we've been doing at NH Journal, one of the first reactions we have on people is, oh my gosh, Matt Mowers, you know, committed fraud. He, you know, he, he broke the law and we've got to have a rule of law candidate. So now let's go to the second part of the conversation, which is in a time where people are concerned about election integrity, when it's a, an important issue to Republican primary voters, can Matt Mowers be the rule of law election integrity candidate in the first congressional district? 
Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I was with Sheriff Chris Connolly from Hillsborough County yesterday. I was talking to the head of the Manchester Police uh, Patrolmen's and Supervisors Association today. I mean, everyone knows that I stand for law and order and that I support it. Uh, and, and, you know, they've endorsed my campaign, as, as I believe you've reported on. Um, and so, you know, I've followed the law to the T 100 percent of the time. Um, you know, so, I, you know, this is much ado from a bunch of hacks down in D.C., to be honest, a bunch of liberal hacks whose job is to spend all day. And, and you know, Michael, you've worked in this business. Uh, they spend all day researching everyone and trying to make smoke, uh, you know, create fire from smoke. <laughs> and, and, and they can't do it here, but they're going right. to try anyway. And they've got a complicit media along with them, too. And, and that's what we saw. I mean, you know, this reporter, by the way, who wrote this, this story yesterday, you know, calls up, says, I've got the story written. Can you get me a quote within a, a couple hours, basically? You know, it's like it was already preordained. He hadn't even reached out to us to fact check anything or the rest of it. But that's how this process works in politics. You know, peel the curtain back is, you know, a bunch of hacks in D.C. try to make, okay. you know, make some noise and they get some reporter to, to do the dirty, you know, carry the dirty laundry. for. Something. So people so people who are NH Journal readers and listeners podcasts know that uh, even though I'm, you know, I wear a jersey, I, you know, I've been a Republican consultant in the past. I'm definitely a center right kind of guy. I'm much more interested in the game than in which team is winning. That's the whole premise of New Hampshire Journal. It's, it's political co sports coverage for politics. And I got to tell you, I'm kind of glad this happened because I think a lot of people want to know that the Republican nominee in a state where Republicans have done very poorly at the federal level, really for this entire century, can take a punch. And so I guess my question to you is, can you take this punch? Are you up, up to this? Uh, you know, the, I, I talked to some panicky people who are fans of yours. who are like, oh, my gosh, it's all over. What are we going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. It seems to me like this is a political campaign. Right. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Okay. I mean, look, I mean, look, you know, Hillary Clinton can throw as much of a punch as she wants at me and it doesn't bother me one bit. Right. Like I took Hillary Clinton's punches uh, through Donald Trump in 2016. I'm used to it. Um, yeah. And, and look, Michael, I'm going to be out there every day this week campaigning. I'm going out there and take her message. In fact, I was with, at a state troopers promotion ceremony today when I talked to WMUR. Um, and, and like, I, I, you know, I did everything by the law. I've got no reason to hide. I'm going to go out there and get our message out there. Um, so, and, and by the way, this is sorry, Michael, on this point, this, this is politics, right? I know yeah. that, you know, whether it's Pelosi or Pappas or, you know, you know, the, the folks in this primary, they all want the same job, right? So they're going to do whatever they can to try to stop me from getting there. But, you know, the good news is I'm confident the people of New Hampshire are on my side, uh, because I go everywhere I campaign with them. And, you know, you were with us at Fody's Tavern just yesterday. You see the response we're getting. You see the support we're gaining in polls. That's what everyone else is seeing, too. And so what do they do? They, they, they want to shoot at the guy out front. Well, I got to say, I think it's a legit question to raise. I mean, if I knew that a guy, that one of my candidates was running against voted twice in the same, you know, election in the big sense. And once again, for people who are trying to track this, the lawyers I've talked to say it's the fact that it's two separate elections. States have their own primaries. And so as long as you're, in, you know, if, if you had a job where you, your boss made you move to 50 states in you know, 50, 50 months, you theoretically could vote 50 times all legally, depending on the, the local law. So I might make it clear, there is no legal question, but I, I think this is a straight up shot at making you answer this question. I, I don't think it's dirty pool. I think it's regular campaigning. When Gail Huff Brown says that there's an, you know, election integrity is a top issue. I, I think she's asking a question that you as a candidate need to answer, just like people have questions for her and the rest of the candidates. 
Yeah. And, and look, I'll tell you, you know, you, you had whether it was her or others, you know, the line for second place in this primary started at WMUR today to get on camera. Right. I mean, like they they, you know, the only time any of these folks ever get any attention is when they're trying to attack me. So, you know, they're desperate for it. Um, and so, you know, look, I am going to make sure and, and you saw this in the last campaign, Michael. I have no problem calling people out on their records. I have no problem throwing a punch. You saw the punches I threw at Chris Pappas. Um, because, you know, I think people deserve to know the truth and have an honest discussion about these things. Uh, and, and what they try to do, what the other side tries to do, uh, the left, you know, the, the left wing and liberals is they try to use cancel culture to try to run people out of town and out of, the, out of a race. And unfortunately, we're seeing some Republicans in the primary pick up Hillary Clinton's talking points on that stuff. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately for the folks who are down at six and seven percent right now, I ain't going anywhere. Uh, I'm going to keep going out there and get okay. my message out there. and We're going to win this race. So you got to get back to real campaigning, the hard, hard work of campaigning, you know, having a drink and a cigar in your back deck. So let me finally wrap up with this. What about the idea that the toughest part of this story for your candidacy is that it raises the issue of, you can call it carpetbagger, you can call it New New Hampshire, whatever. It's an issue that I'm fascinated by because New Hampshire embraced Scott Brown, a guy who, you know, at the time I was in, you know, I was, I, I was with him when he ran and won in Massachusetts. I was doing talk radio in Boston, you know, and I'm like, wait, he's going to run for Senate in New Hampshire now. And yet New Hampshire Republicans embraced him and he had a pretty competitive race in a, in a tough spot. Now you've got Wendy Long, whose uh, Twitter handle was Wendy Long NY until just a few weeks ago or months ago, whatever. And now it's Wendy Long NH and she may run for U.S. Senate up here. And I just, I think I hear from a lot of Republicans who are kind of, I, for, they're not like uh it's not a defining issue but they're a little frustrated they feel like come on where's the homegrown talent what would you say to to those republicans who have that lingering concern about is this matt mowers of new hampshire or as you get called by your opponents you know matt mower of new jersey michael i don't think a lot of folks know this but i, I actually first came to new hampshire when i was two weeks old uh, you know, my dad had worked on the Seabrook power plant back in the day. And, uh, you know, our family friends are still out on Rochester and, and, and Summersworth and places like that. Just true, great people, solve the earth folks. Uh, and so even when we moved around a lot when I was a kid, because, you know, he worked in marine construction. So they did a project here. They finished it. They picked up and, and we moved. Uh, we were still coming back here every year to see them. And uh, it was really important part of my childhood. And, uh, you know, look, I was 20. Uh, I think I was 23. Uh, maybe I just turned 24 when I moved back uh, to New Hampshire to serve as executive director of the Republican Party here and, uh, you know, work like it was talked about in the presidential primary process as well. And, you know, I think most importantly, people have seen me here everywhere around the state uh, ever since I left uh, the State Department, you know, I left the State Department and came back home to New Hampshire. And uh, now we're, we're uh, you know, it's where Cassie and I are raising our son, Jack, our nine month old up in Guilford. And, you know, we, we own our home or, you know, we pay a mortgage to the bank who technically, I guess, owns our home like <laughs> most folks do. Um, and, and, you know, we're living our, our piece of the New Hampshire dream. And, you know, to your point, you know, I think it's over 70 percent of Granite Staters are not originally from here. Right. Like we weren't all blessed to be born here. I wish I was. I missed it by two weeks. But like I chose to be close to my mom that day. Uh, I didn't really have much of a choice in the matter. Right. Um, you know, but over 70 percent are from there. So when people throw that stuff around, I think they're actually you know, really attacking a lot of people who you know, didn't get to choose where they grew up, but got to choose where they really built their home once they left college and became adults and entered the workforce. And that's what Cassie and I have done. 
Well, look, I fled to New Hampshire. I admitted openly. I got away from Massachusetts. I'm thrilled. Uh, the difference between me is that no one in New Hampshire is going to elect me to anything, Matt Mowers, under any circumstances. That's the difference. We'll, we'll, we'll give it a try someday. No, 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 no. I that's this is what I don't get about people like you who used to do what I used to do. And then you cross over to the you know, stage front. I'm like, you, you know how much it sucks to be a candidate. Why are you crazy enough to do it? I don't get it. Well, let, let me answer that, actually, because, you know, I get that question. A lot. I get it from from friends who, who still work it and everything else. You know, I, and I've told friend, other friends who've like asked my advice, like, should I consider running? I say only do it if you have a bigger purpose than yourself for doing it. Right. Because all of the excitement of the announcement wears off. All of the excitement of when you get that pin to put in your lapel wears off. Right. But if you feel like you're honestly doing it for a bigger reason, I do. And whether it's looking at the threat from China, making sure we've got a, a you know American dream we can hand down to the next generation, uh, making sure that we make it easier for middle class families to get ahead, like those are the reasons I wake up every morning. I do it. It's the reason why even when I wake up to, on a day like today, and I got this ha you know hatchet piece from the Associated Press to wake up to. Like I wake up, I brush it off, and I go to the state troopers promotion ceremony. Why? Because it's important to show our support for them. And so as long as you've got a bigger reason for doing it, it makes it worthwhile. And you know you can make an impact as well. As a guy who's written some hat and hatchet pieces, that was nothing, man. I'm sorry. That's not a hat. That was, that was not, I think it's, you know, I wouldn't have written the way they did, but I think it's a legit question to ask and you got a chance to answer. And here you go. I got to say, I don't know that that new campaign slogan I saw on the bumper stickers, Matt Mowers vote early and vote often is really the one I'd go with, but that's just me. Too soon, Michael. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> And, and also, no, in all seriousness, to all the the, the other people running in in first special district, we're going to have everybody on the podcast. Uh, you know, but obviously, you know, having the AP write a story about you moves you to the front of the line. So we'll see what the AP says about them. Matt Mowers, in all sincerity, because I say this to all the candidates in the first CD, good luck out there on the campaign trail. Thanks so much for telling your story here on the New Hampshire Journal podcast. Michael, thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to the New Hampshire Journal podcast. Thanks again to Matt Mowers for joining us here on short notice. Our coverage of this story and as much coverage as we can get on the other stories uh, in New Hampshire, ranging from CRT in classrooms to the first in the nation primary, uh, you'll find them all at nhjournal.com. Please subscribe to the newsletter. Better still, pay $4.99 a month for our free subscription. We love doing journalism in New Hampshire. In our opinion, there just isn't enough of it. Thanks so much for your support. Thanks for listening. Thanks for reading the newsletter. I am Michael Graham.